Okay, you ready? Go. Hi, and welcome to Sounds Fabulous, your weekly podcast brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and ThinkFabulous.com. I'm Tommy Gable. And I'm Kember Hill. Today is Friday, February 29th, 2008. Two of a kind. For your information, we're two of a kind. Hi, Kemmer Hill. Welcome back. Oh, so nice to be here. We with you. are Sounds Fabulous once again, season two. Uh, who knew we'd make it this long? <laughs> we should, who knew we'd put up with each other this far? <laughs> by all uh, intents and purposes, we should have been canceled by now. It's February 29th. That is an incredible time in history. What is the uh, significance of that? This day, is leap year. Yes, leap, leap year. year. Yay! It comes around once every four years. Right. Did right. you have any notice that this day was coming? I looked at the calendar yes. and went, "Oh my God!" I had no idea. No one even yes. talked about it to me. Yes. Uh, yeah, I did, and I overheard the conversations about the leap year and the discussions of ages and how you know it, people are really screwed who are born on this day. And, <laughs> You know. Good for them. Yeah. Last season, we introduced our listening audience to the 12 elements of thinking fabulous. We uh, had people call in and give us their opinions and interviews over the over the phone about um, things like authenticity, integrity, and enlightened self-interest. Mm-hmm. And in this second season of Sounds Fabulous, we're, ta- we're taking the principles of the 12 Think Fabulous elements and applying them to the real-world issues of our current listeners. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to submit a question or a dilemma or an issue of your own, you can call the Think Fabulous hotline or you can email us at questions at thinkfabulous.com. We'll read your submissions on our upcoming podcast and advise you on where among the 12 elements of Thinking Fabulous to go for answers to those questions. Our first submission tonight comes from Caitlin, who uh, left a question for us on our Think Fabulous hotline. Yes. So let's give let's a listen to see what she has yeah. to say. Hey, Think Fabulous Hotline. I have a question. This is Caitlin calling. We're in the process of clearing out my grandmother's house since she passed away, and I just want to know what is with people that keep every little thing that crosses their fingertips. My gosh, we're finding Stater Brothers receipts, we're finding Beanie Babies, we're finding the strangest things, and the house and the garage are full. Why do people do that? I'd really like to understand. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, interesting. Yeah. So tell me, Camber Hill, um, of the 12 elements of thinking fabulous, when when, uh, when you're dealing with the concept of hoarding, I guess that's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, hoarding. hoarding. Uh, what what generally is behind the, the mentality of somebody that's hoarding and, and which element of thinking fabulous might be missing from someone who has this need to have material things around them? Well... Uh, you know, I think a lot of it is starting to disappear. I don't think it's as heavily ingrained into uh, We the People anymore um, because a lot of it started in the early 1900s after the wars and the market crash. People just were afraid to lose it. They were so frightened that um, holding on to anything. So when the right moment came 25 years from that day, they'd have the right Stater Brothers receipt to return right. their milk with a store right. that didn't exist right. anymore. The thing is, is that optimism is a really key element for all of us to realize that whatever you need is always available when you need it. And um, as a prime example, I once had a beautiful Cadillac Coupe de Ville, and it was just priceless and shiny and in excellent condition, and I really wanted to sell it and buy a, buy a new German car. And I only had one carport at my home. 
And my spiritual teachers made it quite obvious to me that how can I get a new car in my garage when my garage was filled with my old car? Right. So I ended up selling it. And as soon as I sold it, I had financing and my Carmen Ghia was boom, smack down in my brand new garage. It's kind of a metaphor for life that if you're... If your your body is filled with energy or your home is filled with stuff, you might have some comfort feeling of, look at me being able to gather, hold, protect, and keep. But that is not a circulating, healthy place to be. And when you're optimistic, you know that the universe is here to spoil you with everything you need whenever you need it. Now, you know there are lots of people out there who don't necessarily keep things or, or hoard things in their homes because... Uh, they need to have stuff around them, but rather they they have this overwhelming fear of throwing things away or or the, the inability to just simply uh, let go of the sentimental value of things that uh, they they've acquired in their lives. And you've heard this story hundreds of times: the story about how about the, the paramedics that went into a woman's home and she 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 called nine one one and they could barely get in the door for the newspapers that were stacked to the ceiling. Right? Is there some type of strange a weird mental condition you think in that 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 prevents a person from having the freedom that they need to just simply let things go um yeah i think that people become it's, it really comes down to um being upset obsessed just obsessed with having this thing under your control and if it once it leaves you don't know where it's going to go you don't even want to have to deal with putting it out there and putting it in the circulation it's being completely um, stuck. And normally, people that do that are, usually tend to have weight problems. They tend mm. to have circulatory issues with their, they could have a lot of problems with their veins and their legs. There's so many other parts of the, of the body that take the hit for this mind boggling. It's like the monkey sticking his hand into the container and, and grabbing the, item at the bottom of the pitcher with his fist and trying to get his fist out of the container. Not being able to get his fist You're out. obsessed with right. holding on to what you got your hands and, on. And that comes from a lack of optimism. A lack of optimism, believing that you're going to be without, that you that, were without at one point and that that condition can hit you at any point. Or that being without is okay. Yeah. Well, you're... I don't The know inability about, to believe that being without is, is okay. You're it's safe a, to be with a safe place. Yeah, because, well, I think it's really, if a person goes there, that's going to keep them in that insecure feeling. What is to focus on is the optimistic uh, belief in faith that you're going to have what you need whenever you need it. So keep at hand, you know, I mean, of course, if you have a beautiful vase from France or you have books, like I, I am a, I love to keep books, but I keep books that are reference books. Books that are just novels that are for entertainment. I every year I have a discipline of if I do not wear it or use it in a 12-month period of time, it goes to the public library, it goes to a nonprofit organization, it goes to children who are um, uh, of my friends. If I do not wear it, use it, or put my hand on it for one year, it is out of right. my home. That's a great discipline to have. Do you think maybe that? Um some of these people who have trouble letting things go or throwing things away uh, have a have an issue with discipline. You think maybe discipline might play a role in this? Yeah. Well, I think once you... Of course, the fifth element of thinking fabulous is discipline. Right. I think that's smart of you to give them a place to head to. As you settle into your optimistic state of being and you know that everything 
that you could possibly need before you even need it is going to be prepared there for you. And you settle into that knowingness, then get into a discipline, um, step two, which is calendaring every January, you know, or February, because January you're usually busy trying to tie up loose ends and pay for your AAA and get everything wrapped up with your insurance companies. Maybe in February every year we need to have it. It's giveaway month. Or March or April spring cleaning. Spring cleaning. A fabulous idea. You know, I know that uh, this has come in as an issue in my life lately where I find stuff around the house that I, I don't know why I have it. I still have it. There it is. And I take great pleasure in carrying large baskets of stuff either out to the garage to go to Goodwill or out to the recycle bin to get thrown away. Sometimes you, you accumulate stuff. You, you get given gifts by people that you don't necessarily want. Right. You, you get stuff that you just you really don't know what to do with. And your lack of uh, ability to throw it away only... Um, will inhibit your well-being. Inhibit your well-being. It will and, inhibit it. And uses up all your space yes. as well. It's, it, it's, it's a, every, your eye, your brain, every cell of your body records everything it sees from the moment your feet touch the floor to the moment you go to bed at night. Every one of those items sends messages instinctively, instinctively to your body, mind, and, and soul. If that being so, then you want to make sure that everything your eye looks around in this room we're in right now, everything has been hand-selected and has been reconsidered each time I see it to know that it is here to create a vibrant environment. And if there's something that comes up, like I got given as a gift a hand-carved piece from Africa. And I, for the first 10 years I owned it, I just worshiped that when I walked into this man's house and I said, I love that piece of art. And he said, you love it? I said, I love it. He said, you know what? You can have it. I was so overwhelmed at that gift that I thought, oh, I'll keep it forever. Well, now I'm over it. I've had it for probably 20 <laughs> years. And I walked into a woman's home at a dinner party a couple weeks ago and her whole home was filled with African art. And all of a sudden, at the front of my mind, all I saw was that piece of art I had that was given to me. And I asked her, would you like to receive a piece? I'll tell you what, I'm going to go home and photograph it with my camera. I'll send it to you over the, over the internet. If you like it at all, it's yours you know, for your collection. That, it's if great you that you gave her an option. Yeah. Because so many times we acquire stuff, but we don't have an option. We're being like, kind and just taking it. This is for you. I remember one time a cousin gave me an almost life-size portrait of myself. <laughs> that she took of me because she thought it was a great photo. Yeah. Why do I need a life-size nice picture of myself? What do I need that for? Let's probably um, give it back to her for Christmas. She gave it to me framed in flash. I, oh, now, oh, 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 oh. Number one, I'm, there's no one I can give it to. Uh, number two, exactly. there's no place I can put it. Number three, I can't just destroy it, throw it away right. without hurting her feelings. And every time she comes to my home, she's going to want to see it. So now what? Yeah. Now what? we got an option. I know. we got, got an option. option. you got to. Option, you got an people. option. If it really feels good, you can have it. If it isn't, don't worry. There's somebody else who's going to want it. Just let them have a choice. Yeah, give everybody a choice anytime you gift them. When we come back uh, to this episode that sounds fabulous, we'll be reading some of the uh, emails. emails that yeah. we've received yeah. and, and questions and comments that people have about the 12 elements and yeah. we'll be getting to that right after these messages yeah. so stay tuned
season uh, sounds fabulous. And as we mentioned at the start of the show last season, we introduced the, our listeners to the 12 Elements of Thinking Fabulous. In the second season of Sounds Fabulous, we're taking the principles that we learned in the first season with the 12 Elements of Thinking Fabulous, and we're applying those principles to real-world issues uh, of our current listeners. Now, um, we've already heard from, from Caitlin tonight, and uh, we also got an email today uh, from, let's see, where did I put that? Brenda. It was from Brenda. Where did I put that? Is it? Oh, it's down here. Uh, yeah, this it was from Brenda. Let's see. Forty. Oh, here it is. Brenda from San Pedro. I'm sorry. Uh, Brenda from San Pedro. She writes about her relationships and her work are all good, but her problem right now is in dating. Now, mind you, when you when you call in or when you when you write in, you don't necessarily need to tell us a problem that you want to solve or or anything. You can just basically tell us this is what's in my craw right now. This is what's bugging me. This is where I'm and stuck. This I'm is trying, where I'm stuck. Or I'm confused about this issue. What do you? What's to say about and it? And what's to say about it? And we'll tell you about an element of thinking fabulous that we think that you might need to apply that might help you resolve these issues. And uh, one other thing that Brenda said was. Uh, Quote, I'm in my mid to late 30s, yet I'm often being hit on by cute men in their 20s. Is that a problem? Not for me. <laughs> Not for me, but uh, she says, I know uh, they are at their sexual peak, and chances are so am I, for that matter. My question is, if I know it's only going to be a sexual thing, should I even bother with it? So, that's what Brenda has to say, Cameron Hill. Which element of thinking fabulous do you think is seriously missing in her day-to-day -day routine? Common sense. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's quite an, animal. Animal. She's missing the animal. An animal. I suppose the so. A an animal. Um, the it's quite clear that um, enlightened self interest. Oh, number which three. Is, you know, huge for women. Number three, enlightened women self interest. Women just need to get it. You know. Now remind us again what enlightened self interest. Well, let me. You know, I want to remind our six loyal listeners <laughs> about something that's really, really crucial here. If you want to have a good life, then go right ahead and have a good life. But don't bore me. Because a good life is a bore. A fabulous life is something sexy and hot. And that's what this whole program is about. Absolutely. It's about lifting the bar on your life. Absolutely. So should you go ahead and give it to that 20-year-old? I think so. Whoa. I think she's absolutely. I think she's failing to live in the moment. I think she's worried too much about should this be a relationship, maybe, or and of course where can it does it. He is a tool. Who knows? It, he might be the love of her life. Yeah, you know, but she, ten years removed. But women but, need to be really careful that they go. You know what? I am just going to really be in. I want to be in heaven mm -hmm. tonight. Right. And that's my. Michelangelo. Number one goal. <laughs> All other problems cease to exist for yeah, tonight. Of course, I want. I want to. You know. Um, instigate that safety in sex. You know, wrap it before you slap it. <laughs> did you just come up with that? I did. Oh my god, at the top of your head. I Can I write that down? Wrap it right. before, before you, you slap, slap it. it. That's good. Um, so I really oh, want to, you know, promote safe sex, but as much as possible. <laughs> sex, that is. And That's safe. Um, so when a woman's about to do that, she's got all these concerns. You know, I need to live happily ever after. First of all, Barbie dolls out there. You weren't, you're not supposed to just find a dude, get married, have an occupation, and kick it. This is a life of creation. And when you're in creation, you need to have self-interest. And you had a fabulous example yeah, ex exactly. of when her you, in the bar with the boys. When a person is, ex is experiencing enlightened self-interest, you, 
you're much more able to uh, be aware. If you're happy, everybody's happy. That's the story, right? When mom is happy, everybody's, everybody's happy. happy. What about it's, the plane? It's like it's just like the story. They tell you on the plane, if if the oxygen mask come down, put your mask on first before assisting others. This is a perfect example this of this perfect. woman. She got a mask right. dangling in front of her face, and she's wondering what to do with it. I'm saying put the mask on. Get your oxygen fixed and go have some fun. For right, that right. And women need to really get in touch and seatbelt it in so to enlighten self-interest. So enlightened self-interest is exactly what's missing in uh, Brendan's life. You've been listening to Sounds Fabulous. I'm Tommy Gable. And I'm Kember Hill. Brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and StepItUpThinkFabulous.com. When you join us next week, we'll be uh, taking more letters and taking more calls and discussing more about the other two. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We look forward to hearing from you next week. Take care.